You are my hiding place. I want to you. I need your mercy and grace to see me through. So I'll run to you. You are my strength, oh God. You will uphold me. You are my shield, oh God. You will protect me. Oh, yes, you will. You are my strength, oh God. You will uphold me. Oh, yes, you will, Lord. You are my shield, oh God. You will protect me. You are my hiding place. I run to you. I need your mercy and grace to see me through. Mm -mm, so I'll run to you. Mm -mm, and I'll run to you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me this morning or this afternoon or this evening as it may be for you. Thank you. Wow. So that was Don Moen's hiding place. And, um, you know, Don Moen is like my... I don't know he's like my spirit brother in terms of worship because i think he just you know there are people that you meet and you know that you're on the same walk you know we are we're kindred spirits in terms of the way we look at god the way we relate with him you know don moen i think is very much a new testament christ worshiper everything he he focuses on this spiritual relationship with god you know, even though he there's that song where he says, Let the weak say I am strong, let the poor say I am rich. That's one of the few songs that he actually, you know, says something about that. Most of his songs, you know, they are all about, you know, I mean, there's this, there's this one that says, um, Lord, I offer my life to you, everything I've been through, use it for your glory. There's another one that says, Heal me, O oh Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. There's deeper in love. There is, you know, and this is your house. 
us. It's your home. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome you. This is your house. Oh, yes, it's your home. We welcome you today. And he's talking about, you know, our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he's my kindred spirit in terms of worship because. Every, you know, I believe that my relationship with God is more about spiritual things. It's more about Him filling my heart up, you know, with joy, with peace, with a sense of security. I've, you know, and rather much more than everything that is going on outside of me. And I think I've not always been this way. I've not always felt this way. But now I realize that, like when I see people who are very happy when they have things, you know, like oh, they're really happy, and that that happy. St- that happiness stays for a long time. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Because for me, clothes, houses, cars, all those things, they don't do it, you know, that much for me. So as in, it's too fleeting for me. What they give me is too fleeting. I need more than that. I need something that sustains me, you know, 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? I don't need, I, I, I don't like, and that's why probably I've never gotten into substance abuse because I don't understand why you am on something that will go and then bring me down. <laughs> back to where I, I am, you know, I'm like, no, I want to be on the high, you know what I'm saying, what I'm saying, like, it's only God that can really give you that sustainable spiritual high that doesn't then take something from you, it doesn't then take over you, get to the point where you don't even know yourself, you become ill, you start, you know, completely destroys you, which is exactly what substance and all those other things do, so I like Domwen because I think he's very focused on this relationship with God in heart-to-heart spiritual terms. And even though we know, I mean, you can't be friends with God and not have, you know, there's a glory that will rub off for you. So I know that, you know, there's certain things, you, you know, materially we will get and all that. But that that cannot be the be on, be on and end all. And like I always say, if materialism is what brought you to Christ, then you are in the wrong place. You really need to go somewhere else, like next door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because... That's what the wealth of this earth is in the hands of the devil. The devil said it when he was before Jesus. He said, "Give if you bow before me, I will give you the glory of this world because all of it has been delivered unto me. And Jesus did not say he was lying. And everything points to the fact that the wealth of this world is with the devil. I mean, look at the list of the richest people in the world. How many of them are practicing Christians? None. You know what I'm saying? How many of them even believe in God? Very few. How many of them are using the, uh, the 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 money to propagate the things of God or the kingdom of God? Almost none. The wealth of this world is in the hands of other people apart from God-fearing, uh, uh, born-again Christians. And like I said, the Bible bears that out. We know that Adam handed over the rulership of this world to the devil. And that's... Um, how would I say that tenure has not expired? It is going to expire at the second coming of the Lord. Jesus said it's that he, he, Satan was the god of this world. He called him the prince of this world. Even after he rose to heaven, he didn't. He still told them that you know, this world is not this is not is not our world. If he had taken over the world, he wouldn't have been warning everybody the way they were. He wouldn't tell them, you know, um, um, the apostles would be telling us about principalities and, um, and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. You know, they, they are, that construct is still in place. All that happened was that Jesus has provided a way of escape for us and we're able to now contend with them on this earth that is supposed to be their territory and overcome them by faith. But there is a contention because they are still very much, they are using Adam's list, even though they usurped it but they are still using Adam's place. So anyways, I so this musing is just really about how God is my hiding place. You know, 
um, I have actually done a musing on this, I think two years ago when I was in the thick of stuff. And he was really my hiding place. And I like how Don Moen, you know, says this. He says, I run to you. I need your mercy and I need your grace to see me through. Those two things are so important because mercy is what we all need when, you know, because there's so much that we may, that may happen to us. We don't even know how, you know, we're like God, you know, it's just mercy. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not because you're not saying, oh, because I'm so good or God, because I've served you. You're just like God, just have mercy on me. And it's always a, it's a very good prayer to pray. Um, I mean, when Jesus met a lot of um, like blind Bartimaeus, they would say, "Son of David, have mercy on me." You, you are, you know, you are calling, you are recognizing the distance uh, between yourself and God, between who He is and who you are and who you want to be and who you can be and who He wants you to be, and you're just asking Him. I know I don't deserve this, but in Your infinite mercies, just have mercy upon me. And then grace is the ability to do. Mercy is what he bestows upon us, but grace is the ability that he bestows on us to do things. Mercy is what he bestows upon us to receive of him. Most of the time, mercy does not really require anything from you. It's about forgiveness. It's about, you know, God just sorting things out on your behalf, clearing the way, you know, blessing you, protecting you, shielding you. But grace, when it comes upon you, it holds you up and gives you the ability to do some certain things. So you will be involved in it, but the grace has to come to lift you up first. So if it's something that requires you to be lifted up, to be upheld, to stand firm, you need grace, you know. So we, we always need mercy, but sometimes the grace that we need for whatever it is that we're going through is a unique type of grace. And so when you're asking for mercy, it's not that you don't know that God hasn't forgiven you, He has forgiven you. But you're saying with this context that I'm faced with, this context, whatever it is that is going on right now, that may or may not have an impact on my salvation, positively or negatively, but it's affecting me, my life on earth now. I need your mercy. I need your grace. To see me through this trial is a very Holy Ghostic prayer. I say very scriptural prayer. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 4, I think it's verse 16, that we should come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So I now realize that Don must have anchored that verse into this scripture. So it says, I need your mercy and your grace to see me through so I will run to you. I like that. It's a habit that I have learned, I unlearned it, and I am now relearning how to have a culture of running to him when you need help. You know, God is a, I mean, I, I like the parables that Jesus shared with us, the prodigal son, because God doesn't do that, oh, you know, he doesn't suck. <laughs> That's it. He, doesn't, he doesn't keep balance. So it's not that time that, oh, when I told you to come, you did this, and then, you know, okay, for that reason, I'm shutting my door. His door is open, just like it was open to the prodigal son. So whenever we, if we know we've walked far away from the sanctuary, we went on a Mary J walk thinking that we could do it by ourselves, it's fine. The minute we come to our senses and realize that, oh my goodness, I've strayed away from God, or I did not anchor, or I have taken my eyes off the ball, or I am thinking, please, don't even hesitate, just run. God wants it. He actually wants it. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then I think it's Hebrews that says there remaineth a rest for the children of God. That I will give you rest. It's a, it's something that I'm going to seek, continue to seek on this earth till I get it. How to abide in the rest of God? I'm not, I'm not there. I'm certainly not there. 
but I will continue to press because I want to be that person who is fully convinced of the power and the presence of God and not afraid of anything. I have lived my entire life in fear, with anxiety, with trepidation. I mean, people look at me and, you know, I hear people say things like, oh, Shola, you are so strong. And I'm like, "Who? what are you even saying? You know, I'm like, you know, it's, it's, and the flip side of it is that, in fact, and I think maybe this is why this podcast is good because I find out that I don't have the space. And if you're listening to this and you know me, please don't feel bad, but it's just the truth. I, I don't have the space to talk about my vulnerabilities a lot of people because somehow people, I don't know, people have seen me as this rock of Gibraltar that I don't even understand where that imagery came from because I am a very weak person. Yes, I have strong principles. I come across as very confident and all of that, but inside I am jelly. Everything that I have achieved on this earth, it is there. Somebody literally holding me at the back. There's someone literally. And he's the only one that knows how close I have come to, to actually crumbling completely. He's the only one. And it's, it stuns me that even people that are close to me don't see it. So, many times, in fact, well, sorry to say, most of the time when I have it, when I get phone calls, it's people, and this is not events, it's just the way they are. People just, I mean, even my family members, they just assume Shola is okay. You know? And many times, I, I, in those times, they felt I was okay. I was not okay at all. So I'm the kind of person who I would really have to shout, like, help, help. Before, Which is why whenever I feel like I need medical attention, I check myself in as in I go to the hospital. Because I know if I wait for the people around me to notice that I'm not feeling well, yeah, it would have gotten pretty bad. Because somehow everybody else feels, oh, Shola, she's fine. You know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's yeah. It's, so yeah, so it's yeah. So the person that I can be vulnerable with is God, because He knows. He knows my story. He knows how much He knows His how much He has had to be there for me. You know, I think some of us we, we can be divided into people who are who can survive this world without God, and those of us who cannot do life without Him. I am in the second category because I am not an argumentative person. I am not a fighter like that. I can fight, but I do not like fighting. I do not like conflict, even though if it comes my way, if you push me, yes, I will, but it is not my default. There are people who enjoy conflict. I am not one of those people. You know, I do not power plays, mind games. I It's not me. Sure you understand. I have become, I have grown up to be aware that that's the way the world works. But that is not me. For some reason, the memo that was passed around that some people got from childhood, it didn't reach me. So I don't, you know, I don't understand those things. I grew up very belatedly to learn that most people have an agenda. They sit down and think about what they're going to do, even in their relationships with people before my goodness, I mean, I mean, like, how exhausting. <laughs> I didn't know that, and I still, I don't do that, and I will never do it. But now I'm aware that people do that. And I do know when people are doing it to me as well, you know, whereas before, I didn't. So anyways, he's my hiding place. So I feel, you know, everything about this song speaks to me. And um, if, this, if you're new to the song, please go and look for it on YouTube. And, you know, subscribe to Don Moyen's channel. He has, like, a whole portfolio of songs that I just wonderful i like the songs because they are 
I would call them evergreen songs. They're not songs that are likely to ever like pass away, like some of these songs that are very like trendy. And then, you know, 10 years from now, nobody will be listening to them. But his songs, they just bring you back to the scripture. You can tell that this is a man who has spent a lot of time in the word of God. He's, he's not just a gospel. He's a minister of the gospel. He's a pastor. He's, every, you know, he's, he's a child of God. He's a servant of God. And he's been consistent through the years. I mean, I've known of, I mean, since the 90s or when I got in, introduced to his music. And he, he hasn't changed. You know, he hasn't changed his style. He hasn't, he's not changed anything. He's just stayed with his core and hasn't tried to outsell anybody or, you know, he hasn't fallen for all of that. And that's how you know that at the end of the day, Christ is at the center of his ministry. And um, he stayed very much in the gospel genre and, you know. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. Um, and um, thank you very much for listening to, um, for listening and, um, I pray that we will all continue to make God our hiding place. I know the Bible says that there's the name of the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they know that they are safe. We all need that strong tower. Let us not try and do life by ourselves. Jesus, when he even came on earth, he didn't try to do it by himself. He didn't say, Oh, I am since I'm God, I was with God in the beginning. I can I have enough deity to do it. He said, everything that I say and I do, I receive it of the Father. And it wasn't just because he was humble. It's because he knew that he needed the Father, you know. And um, if our own master Jesus had needed the Father, even with his deity, who are we? So, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And I, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that all of these words, everything that we're reflecting on in this episode, that it will yield fruit in our life. We won't just be talking. You know, the Bible talks, Jesus speaks so strongly against people who just hear the word and don't do it. I pray, my prayer is that the words that we meditate on, they will be spirits, they will be life, and they will bring forth fruit. They will be fruitful in our hearts and in our lives to the glory and the praise of God in Jesus' name. Amen.